0: We will rally around Kurt Warner. Heard Warner. No.
1: Fitzgerald in the stealing territory. Arizona has the lead.
0: Two-time NFL
1: MVP. Did they talk about this, the greatest show on turf. Maybe the best offense ever in football.
2: Super Bowl champion.
1: Warner to throw. Going deep downfield. Adjusting for
2: it
0: is Isaac Bruce. Touchdown. 73 yards.
2: Super Bowl MVP. I
1: always believed in myself, and I got a whole bunch of people here that believed in me. And we're world champions. How about the Rams? Pro Football of Famer. Not just the NFL Hall of Fame. And I wear that as a badge of honor because without pro football in all its forms and fashions, I'm not here tonight.
2: Radio analyst for Westwood One Sports. The
1: daytime coughing, aching, stuffy head, fever. Honey, power through your day, medicine, use has directed. Keep out of the reach of children and Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Kurt Warner. Why does a wider base make you slower to throw?
2: The inference, I think, is that inst- if your feet are closer together because you happen to be standing there, you have to then get into your wider base to make the throw. Like, that in itself is a delay, I think, is the
1: idea. Okay, well, okay, well that's not that's not a thing.
0: Kurt Warner with Parkins and Spiegel on 670 The Score. He's made us smarter this year, watching the film, watching the game, and joining us on the hotline presented by Circus Sports, Illinois. He is Kurt Warner, and uh, Kurt, you made the uh, you made our show group chat yesterday before the game. Because how are you, by the way? Hello, I'm doing good. How are you guys doing? We're doing very well. Uh, we didn't feel like we knew the Kurt Warner that would put on what was that a, a bear wig and hat. <laughs> And are you howling? What is ha- what is happening? <laughs> we couldn't find the video here on NFL Network, but you were the only person on the set to pick the Bears to win yesterday. And what was that on your head? You know,
1: I'm disappointed in you guys. that This is something we've been doing for years, and it's called our lone wolf. So when we do our picks, anybody that stands alone with a pick uh, has to put on the wolf hat, oh, boy. and we've got to howl. So we've been doing this for years. So I'm disappointed that you guys just finally tuned in oh. to see this in week 18 of the season. But uh No, that's embarrassing. That's, that
2: that's embarrassing. That, that we're going to have to
1: is, That is a little embarrassing. Yeah, we're going to
2: have to point the thumb and um and and try to find some <laughs> other way to pretend that we watch all your content everywhere. <laughs> Kurt. Sorry about it's, that. It's
1: it's it's all good. But yeah, yeah, it's just kind of our fun way when uh when anybody kind of goes off the rails and goes against everybody else to uh to jump in and and, and you know, see if they can get their lone wolf right.
0: Can you can you give us a lone wolf howl, please? Oh, see, that's gracious. Thank you to give us the howl after we
2: were exposed <laughs> is not supporting the content.
1: Yeah, no, no, no problem. Yeah, <laughs> we've we, we gotten used to it. Uh, my wife's probably gonna walk around the corner going, "What?" You know, that's that's you know only reserved for Sunday mornings on our set. She doesn't let me usually bring that home, so uh so going to look at me funny but so, happy so to do it
2: i think the classy way to follow up then is why were you so wrong why why were you so, <laughs> what, so happened? What, what happened what, how big is the disparity between those teams uh green bay well, yeah and i the mean, bears
1: first i was so wrong because i'm nine down in the pigs and you know i'm nine down to michael Irvin in the pigs. so uh yesterday was a lot of a lot of howling on my part just Hey, I'm I'm gonna fight till the bitter end and see if I can I can win this thing. So uh, I can't say I necessarily felt like Chicago was going to win. Uh but you know, Mike had picked Green Bay and and, and I needed another point in my favor. So Game that's theory. why I went over yeah, that's why I went over to that side. Respect. Um, you know, but I mean I, I think the bottom line is you know, the better team won and the team that's playing better and specifically on the offensive side. Um, and it showed up in the game, you know Jordan Love, I thought played another really, really good game. Um, you know, making a lot of big plays, not making any mistakes uh, with the football, and that's really the difference. And, and I think you see that about every week in this league is that you know I would say probably eighty, if not eighty-five percent of games are won by the better quarterback on that afternoon. And so you know w- w- when you've got a situation like that, and you go out in a game with two young quarterbacks. Uh, a lot's going to come down to, to which quarterback plays better. And um, and Jordan Love put together another really good game.
0: So when Bears fans are doing their evaluation here, because Ryan Poles is doing it, and they're meeting with all the players today in the exit interviews, you know, you, I think I kind of tried to pin you down on it last week, but what would you tell Bears fans in terms of the options that are available to them? this offseason at the quarterback position when it comes to taking another swing in the draft at one or committing to Justin Fields?
1: Well, I mean, I think what you, you know, what, what it really comes down to, to me is that, you know, both I think could be winning options for you. And you start with the guy in the building. And I think the only question that you can really ask yourself is has Justin Fields convinced us He's a franchise quarterback or he's our franchise quarterback. That to me is the only question, you know, because if the answer is yes, then you've got the ability to go get picks and put players around him, specifically offensively um, and, and build this thing. If the answer is we don't know or no, then I believe you have to go the other direction is that when you've had a number of years with a guy and you're still not convinced that, he's that guy. And again, we can we can point to a lot of factors and say, well, you know he didn't have the players around him. Well, that's the front office's problem. Like that's their mistake is that you didn't put enough guys around him if that's your argument to be able to see if he's a franchise quarterback. Like that's what you have to do. That's what these first few years are all about is about convincing yourself that you made the right move and that the guy behind center is your guy because if you don't have that guy you're not gonna win in this league. That's just the bottom line. If you don't have a guy, it's very rare that you're ever going to get to the championship level. So you gotta have that guy. And that to me is where this whole thing hinges, is you know the brass in Chicago have to get into a room and say, do we have him or do we not? Do we know or do we not know? And if you don't know, and even if that's a maybe, cause we saw some good things, that to me is enough to go, well, if I don't know after three years and I'm not convinced, He's that guy. I've got to move in the other direction because we know what that's going to mean. not not just you know f- from a team standpoint, but more importantly, you know, you're gonna have to pay him one of these big contracts in a year or so, uh, and you're gonna go down that road. So if you've had three years and, and you don't know, uh, I believe that answers the question for you. And so when they have that conversation, however many people are in there, They got to know. They got to know he is their guy. They've seen enough. They're convinced that with more talent around him, this team can be a championship-level team with Justin Fields. Then, boom, I think you're in a great position to surround him with that talent. And to me, if there's any wavering whatsoever, I think you have to go the other route because you're sitting in that position to do it.
2: Well, you're talking to two guys who are both now definitively in the – He's good, but not great. And you can't pig great. So let's go out and find the next kid. And oh, by the way, you have the number one pick. And, you know, we've gotten a lot smarter, like Danny said. And sometimes it's been you helping us talk about how production can't, you know, uh, cover whether somebody has that pocket quarterback anticipatory thing. Sometimes it's been uh, other people saying in different ways, but it's a lot of different ways of saying the same thing. So now... Help us scout the next Bears quarterback. We're going to watch a lot of film of Caleb Williams. We're going to watch a lot of Drake May, maybe Jaden Daniels. What should we look for to try and make sure that this person has that pocket quarterback on schedule skill set?
1: Yeah, I mean, that's the thing that I do. You know, Again, I'm not a big college football watcher during the NFL season. I've got too much on my plate with the NFL, and, and that's my first love. So that's where I go outside of, you know, maybe watching my boys or or whatever it is. Um, So I will get into that over the next month or so and and dive into these guys. And, you know, I'll say a couple things is that the first thing is that it's really hard to understand what you're going to get at the next level by watching most of these college guys because offenses are so different. Um, You know, the hash marks are different. The way things are set up are different. You know, the disparity between one team and another is so different and so you know i don't ever project to be an expert on these you know college quarterbacks coming into the nfl and where i end up ranking them at the end of the day because i don't fully know how things are going to translate because it is so different but that is the one thing that i always look at is you know i've said it i don't know how many weeks on here is that i believe you have to play this game in the pocket you have to make the layups you have to make Most of the throws you're supposed to make and then where the specialness comes is what you can do on top of that. And so, you know, I was just watching the Bills film and, you know, Josh Allen had whatever 400 yards of total offense and, you know, he was kind of up and down. You know, he missed a lot of things on schedule, but he also made a lot of things on schedule. So he gives you that, you know, whatever that ratio is of, you know, playing in the pocket and then he does miss some things in the pocket. But then he's got that specialness to him to make up for some of the stuff he misses in the pocket. But it's not like he's just out there running around, making it up all the time. He does a lot of really good things in the pocket. Not, you know, finished product there yet, but then makes up for it. And and that's, to me, kind of how when you watch these guys, uh, you know, in college, you have to try to figure out, is there enough of the pocket stuff there that says, okay, it, it really appears like he knows what he's looking at. And it appears as if he can play, you know, inside the pocket, on schedule, seeing defenses, understanding what that is. And then, you know, is there some special? And again, I always say the special can come in a lot of different ways. It can come inside the pocket making special throws, you know, whether it's anticipation or whether it's unique accuracy or or whatever that is. Or it can come, you know, again, I'll I'll use Josh Allen or we can use Justin Fields. It can come in those off-schedule taking off and running or buying extra time in the pocket, running around and then making a play. And so, but, but I want to see all of it. I want to see a guy that first and foremost, I believe can play in the pocket because as I say, every week, when you watch games in this league, most games are won by the better quarterback and the quarterback that plays better on schedule is the guy that wins most of the time. Now you're going to get some special and those guys obviously are difference makers, but that to me still jumps out on the film every single week and so i need a guy that that i know can do that to some degree and then you start you know if you find two or three of those guys then you start weighing the other stuff you know how special of a thrower are they how accurate are they what's their technique look like how much of a playmaker are they and and what can they give us from that standpoint are they a dual threat quarterback so we can get into situations where we can supplement our run game with our quarterback at times and so uh, you know, that to me is 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 where this process goes and what I'm going to be looking for. But, but I think you still have to start with, show me you understand the game and the passing game because that's where it's all going to start. And then we start layering in uh, the other things that these guys can do.
0: Kurt, prevailing wisdom seems to be that the Bears are going to bring back Matt Eberflus and draft a new quarterback. We have seen... John Fox get Mitch Trubisky and then get fired after year one. We have seen Justin Fields get Matt Nagy and then Matt Nagy get fired after year one. I, as someone who is advocating drafting your top quarterback on your board, am advocating to fire Matt Eberflus so that the next coach would be starting fresh with the next quarterback. That debate, that conversation, what matters, what is just hot air from people like us.
1: Um, Well, I mean, I think, you know, all of it matters because, you know, I I do believe that there's, you know, something to the idea of a coach and a quarterback kind of being tied at the hip and a coach going out and getting the kind of quarterback that he wants for, you know, for his situation, uh, you know, or or what he wants to do. Um, Now, Coach Eberflus is obviously a defensive coach. And so, You know, at the end of the day, there's going to be somebody else that's working with the quarterback. Um, And so that, you know, adds another layer to it is, you know, are you keeping your offense coordinator? Are you keeping this system? Or do you go out and maybe, you know, get a new offense coordinator that connects now and ties in better with who you're going to draft and feel like, okay, this offense fits this player to go along with, uh, go along with coach's defense that obviously got better and better. Throughout the season and played really really well down the stretch, um, you know. So so I'm, I think all of that is relevant, um but but I think it's going to be a little different because you do have a defensive coach, and even though they're always going to be connected with their draft picks, um you know. I, I think the bigger picture is going to be who do you have calling the offense, what type of offense you're going to run, and then how does that tie into um, you know the quarterback you go and get if if you decide to go that route and. Um, you know, or obviously, you know how does that fit with Justin if you decide to go that route?
0: Kurt, great stuff. If you uh find yourself bored in the next couple of months after you've watched a bunch of all twenty two film of these uh, college prospects, please let us know.
1: All right, let's do it. Let's uh, reach out to me as we get closer to the draft, and uh, I know the question we will be there through the draft, and we'll. Uh, We'll jump back on the phone after I get a chance to check these guys out, and we'll uh, we'll have another conversation. Let's do it. And
2: in exchange, we'll go back and watch all 18 of the pregame shows of the lone howling. You see segments. the
1: lone wolf yeah, the lone, yeah. Well, you're you're, you're going to be spending a lot of time watching me howl. You can always <laughs> pay out, pay off. That's, can, that's for sure. I but.
0: can think of no better use of my time.
1: Th- th-
0: th- <laughs> thank you, right, Kurt. Guys. It's been a lot of fun thank this you. year. Thank you.
1: Yes, it has been. Thank you. Bye bye.
0: That's Kurt Warner, voice of Monday Night Football on Westwood One, and and uh, evidently yeah. uh, the NFL Network's pregame show where they do a lone wolf segment <laughs> every week. <Evan day>. <laughs> hey, I, I didn't know. I'm, my bad. <laughs> Me neither.
2: My bad. I've never watched a minute of it. Oh, come on. <laughs> yeah. I you haven't might
0: still be listening. <laughs> I watched some of their draft. I I, I don't watch a ton of pregame. I don't watch a lot of pregame. I feel like we do
2: pregame all week. I, I know. That's I know. You know what I mean? And then we're going to be so locked in for the games. I I try to use that time with uh, what's the words? My family.
0: And I just can't miss whatever Gronk has to say. i <laughs> But Fox. I haven't
2: actually had too much time to watch.
0: <laughs> so, who knows? Yeah, there's that guy. Uh Brad Biggs had a nugget on Eberflus that feels relevant, and the phone lines are now open, 312-644-6767. All the data points are in. The three years of fields, the two of Eberflus, the 18 games of this season, the two games against Jordan Love this year, it's all in. <laughs> How you feeling? We're, it's like the players are they're doing exit interviews with the coaches. It's like we're doing exit interviews with the mob. Lines open. Parkinson Spiegel on the score.